Did you know that 65% of marketing leaders in APAC view ABM as a crucial part of their marketing spend? And that the emergence of generative AI is transforming the marketing landscape? Want to learn more marketing insights? Well, download the 2023 State of Account-Based Marketing in APAC report with the link in the pod description. You'll have valuable data points and key takeaways all at your fingertips after the single click of the download button. Get your copy now and find out how you can transform your ABM game today. What's up, marketers, and welcome to another episode of the Growth Colony Podcast. I'm Liza from X-Growth to tell you that each episode we bring in B2B leaders to chat about how you can achieve those everyday wins in the marketing world. Whether you're new to the B2B game, working at a leadership level, or even just showing some interest, we know you'll love the episode. So grab a drink, get comfy, and enjoy the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode. I'm Shaheen Hoda with X-Growth. And today I'm talking to Ursula Ringham, head of global influencer marketing at SAP, about B2B influencer marketing and how it intersects with AI. There is a lot of development in this space, both on the B2C and the B2B front. So I'm excited to dive in and explore a little bit more in terms of what is happening, what's on Ursula's radar, and a lot more. So uh, tune in. Ursula, Thanks a lot for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to uh, to dive in and talk about influencer marketing with you. Absolute pleasure. I'm looking forward to this conversation and also incorporating AI here. But let's start with, I, I want to hear how, can, can you walk us through SAP's approach and your approach to identifying and selecting influencers in the B2B space? Great question. So how do you identify influencers? Gene, this is probably, you know, one of the first questions I always get asked. Um, I speak at a lot of different events and I do advise people, you know, on how to start their own programs. And I must emphasize, if you don't know what SAP is, go look it up. It's not the SAP that comes out of a maple tree. We're a software company, one of the largest enterprise software companies in the world. And, you know, over you know, 180, 200 billion, that's what our market cap is worth. And B2B is very different than B2C when it comes to influencer marketing. And so influencer marketing, I think everyone thinks of Instagram, TikTok, and, you know, like a Kim Kardashian, that's like hawking some kind of product out there. But do they really know the product? I mean, a lot of these products, you can eat it, you can taste it, you can put it on your face, your hands, whatever it is. So it's very different. B2B software, you don't do that. And so when you're looking for an influencer, What we want to do is we're not finding people that, you know, the type of influencers I work with, our team, we're looking for external thought leaders. So we're not looking for people to endorse the product, to say, yes, I've used it. That's for customers. And our customers are obviously very good influencers, um, but they don't usually have the social reach that like a thought leader would have. And so a lot of times we'll pair a thought leader with a customer so they can jointly tell the story. But the thought leaders that we look for, are those people that have industry experience. Maybe they are someone who's been in the HR space a long time. Maybe they are someone who's a cloud developer. Maybe now there's someone who is a data scientist, maybe has been studying or actually executing on AI, and they're a known entity. And what I mean by a known entity is 
they have a large social media following. So on the B2B side of things, like on LinkedIn, we have a couple of our influencers that are data scientists that educate and advise people on you know AI, and they have like 100,000 followers. And they have a lot of followers because the information that they are putting out there is educational, it's informative. They're talking about things that are top of mind, what's happening in tech right now around businesses. And we never ask them to sell our product. It's more just they're being educated about what we do, and then they tell their audience about it. And always in any of the content we create with them, the call to action is, well, if you, this is of interest to you, whatever was just being discussed, usually it's like a business challenge, you know, click over here to check it out more. And that's when then you go to SAP's website. And so finding influencers it is difficult. You have to really know what you're doing. And, you know, people on my team, not everyone has the superpower of research. There are three of us on the team. We have a team of seven and three of us are really good at it. And we go down the rabbit hole. We have a lot of different tools we use. And what I mean by the rabbit hole is, you know, you start to click on content and then you see maybe this one influencer you're interested in. And then you see a comment made by another influencer. And then you're looking at that influencer and going down the rabbit hole of what they're doing. And bottom line is I tell my team, read, watch, and listen to everything you see with these influencers. So it's not just the follower count. It's not just engagement, which is obviously essential. You want to make sure that people are engaging with their content. But if you read something and it, and it kind of sucks, guess what? Your prospects probably won't want to read it. If you are watching a video and you don't really like it, probably your prospects won't. And same for a podcast. If you're listening to a podcast and it doesn't resonate, probably your audience that you're trying to target won't either. And so that's the bottom line is read, watch, and listen to everything out there. And then you know you get the experience of knowing if an influencer is someone that you want to work with. And I can go down a lot of other techniques like meeting them in person and all that kind of stuff. But I think, Shaheen, that's probably a good start. Fire hose of information there on, you know, how do you find influencers? No, that's really, that's really valuable. I mean, it, it, it's just, it sounds like it's just a lot of hard work, a lot of hours put in um, manual work. There's, uh, there's no silver bullet of like looking at one number and, saying, hey, this is the right person, let's go for it, which which makes 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 sense for everything. If you want quality, you gotta put those hours and really dive deep into their their content, the the assets that they're putting out and so on and so forth. You know, the, the other thing that I wanted to touch on is around AI. And I wanna, I wanna open up that can of worms <laughs> because they uh there's a lot of things happening in the in the b2c influencer space like we were talking to, talking earlier and uh you were pointing out how you have completely ai generated influencers who basically are selling products and and uh in, in the b2c space what is happening with ai in the b2b world yeah so that's the interesting thing is we are just you know, I think, I think let's back up. Everyone is just starting to figure this out, even in the B2C space that, Hey, there are these influencers that are generated and created by an AI. And do we care? Do we care that I am watching a video of a said influencer? Mind you, it could be one that's totally created by an AI, like a fictitious one. Like there's a, there is a quote unquote model out of Spain and it's created by this agency and they have created the most beautiful woman, woman and it's images of her. And she's getting like $11,000 a month in sponsorship deals, but it's a fake person. So that's one aspect of it. 
Or you take a real person and the AI model studies that and you can actually be live streaming or, you know, having photos of yourself up there. It's like your avatar. And that can be the AI side of things, right? So that is just hitting right now with the B2C side of things. And, you know, when we were prepping for this, I was telling you about it, that they have some, you know, definitely in Asia, this happens in China, where there was this one guy who was eating these chicken legs for like 12 hours straight. And everyone was like, wait, is this real? Is this really happening? And then it says in small print that this is actually a simulation. It's not a real person. And my question (laughs) that I put out there is like, you know, do we care? And so in the B2B space, the interesting thing, there's a couple aspects. One is, are people going to accept this avatar thing? I think like when Zuckerberg and Meta came out with these avatars, they were kind of cartoonish. And you look at it like, yeah, whatever. I'm not, I'm not going to do that. But what if it looked exactly like you? So for example, if we're on this podcast and I look horrible, let's just say I had a, a rough night, I got up and I'm like, I can't have time to do my hair. Wouldn't it be kind of cool that an AI image of me as my best self is transposed over me and it mimics as we're talking right now? So you wouldn't know. And the whole thing is, do we care? In addition, what you can do now is you can have an AI, you know, scan you and can have that video live streaming and I can just tell it what to say. And guess what? I can say it in French. I can talk in German. I can talk in Japanese, whatever it is that's happening. And so we have to ask ourselves, do we care if you see an image of Ursula, as long as it's my messaging, I agree with it. I endorse it. Do we care? And it was interesting. I, um, on the side, I do uh, teach occasionally some classes at the university. And last week I taught a class out at Northeastern Mills College here in the Bay Area, a little shout out there. And it was fantastic. It was um, freshmen, you know, 18, 19 year olds. And I asked them the same question, do they care? And it's, it's, a, we're, it's, it's in its infancy now. And so there's two sides of one, do you care if it's a, you know, a completely AI generated person that doesn't exist? That's one thing. Or do you care if it's just someone like me and I'm just in my best self presented through this avatar? And the one thing I bring up, and Shaheen, this will be interesting to see what you think. Right now, we kind of do that. We do that with ghostwriting. We do that with blogs, right? So you might have an executive that doesn't have time and they'll have a ghostwriter. Of course, the blog will be reviewed by the executive to make sure, yep, I agree with this, whatever. But it's kind of same. What if we had an avatar of that executive? It looks like them exactly. And then we're just telling the, the, you know, the avatar, the AI, what to say. And then you can say it in multiple languages. So you're able to meet people and customers in their native language. And so, you know, I don't know where we are right now. We're at a very interesting juxtaposition. And I'll ask you, Shaheen, do you care? Like if we're on this podcast and I had a filter on my face to make me look amazing and we're talking, would you care? And so I'm going to, I'm going to hear from you. What do you think? I, I, I honestly don't think I do. Mm. And, and the reason I say that is and and not only just your avatar, but also um, from you know working or, or or interacting with quote unquote completely fake or completely generated um, persona, because I do that already. I mean, I <laughs> sit down and have conversations with ChatGPT and ask certain questions. It comes back with more questions, and I'm like, "Can you tell me about this? Can you can you?" 
dive a little bit deeper into this topic, explain how that works. And I already consume that content from a quote unquote fake um, a source of knowledge. So, um, so, and, and I, I hadn't thought about it until you kind of brought it up of like, Hmm, you know, it, the medium is a little bit different. Okay. If it's like a video and I look at a video and I'm like consuming that content on a video and I'm like, Oh, this is not a, this is an AI generated video. Do I mind that? I feel like that might even go away with the, with the creation of some of the some of the assets that like the, i feel like the interaction is going to be i have a question or i want to watch a video and yeah. that video is going to be 100 percent personalized to me but i don't i don't think i'm going to have a problem with that and because i've been really enjoying my interactions with uh with chat gpt and their you know the the the, the voice capability of, of of the platform yeah and i think you bring up a really good point that change is scary regardless. And that's why I'm not scared of it. I'm interested. I'm like, you know, when people say, oh, I'd never buy something from an AI generated influencer. I'm like, well, you read a blog that was written by a ghostwriter or you read, you know, you have these ghostwriters that write for these celebrities all the time, but they say that it's, you know, it's, it's the celebrity. And so I think the one difference though, is like in the B2B space, Usually you want to hear from the customer, right? You want to have the customer, like their perspective, but then again, maybe they have an avatar that speaks for them as long as the content they're providing, they agree with, right? And I think like the possibility for B2B is huge where, you know, I'm just being very hypothetical here. This is not a quote, SAP is not doing anything like this, but what if we came out with like that mascot? No, but I'm serious. What if we came out with like an AI mascot for SAP that's like a German mascot? So maybe it's this German guy, Boris, who's like, hello, you know, and has a German accent. And we program it to be like the spokesperson for SAP. Why not? Like this is, we're going into a new era. There's new possibilities. And, you know, you look at like Salesforce, they already have these cartoon mascots. Well, why wouldn't they have then AI generated people that are mascots. I mean, I, I agree with you. I don't think people care because it's just a new marketing gimmick. It's just a new tactic. And the interesting thing though, is you look at the AI space with influencers with like B2C, excuse me, B2C side of it. And agencies are changing so quickly because it's easier to manage an AI, right? The AI is not going to talk back right? You're going to tell it exactly what you want it to say, exactly what they're going to look like. So I think that the B2C side is going to change a lot quicker, but it's just, it's just pivoting. It's just going to be different. Do you know what I mean? It's not like suddenly influencer marketing is going away. It's just going to be kind of a new version of it. And we still have to do marketing campaigns, right? Like when you look at, you know, what was it 10 years ago, streaming a video wasn't really a thing on social media. Now you can do it anytime. It's, uh, it's kind of passe. And so technology constantly changes and you have to pivot and keep up. And so I still think we're going to need thought leaders, but maybe how the thought leader is presented and the type of content, maybe that's going to change. So it's a fascinating time now to be in the middle of it. And that's why I keep saying, read, watch, and listen, keep up with everything, find out what's going on. And like my team, when we have every week a team huddle, everyone has to share something they've seen out there in the world that relates to social media, AI, influencer marketing, whatever it is, because we want to keep informed and we want to, you know, see what's happening because, you know, we might have an opportunity then to do something new and different at SAP. I love that. I love that. <laughs> Let's, you, you talked about the team. Yep. 
talked about a team. I want to I want to ask a slightly related but slightly different question. Very curious to know how do you go about designing an influencer marketing campaign? So we have obviously talked about some of these changes that are that are happening in the space and in some of these waves of uh, of uh, modification that are that are coming through. How do you today go about building an influencer marketing? Knowing some of these changes that are coming, but also building on years of experience. Oh gosh, where do I even begin? There's so much opportunity, you know, to start with this. And it, it no, but it's interesting because you know everyone says to me, you know, how do we even start, right? And so the first thing you have to do is just start researching out there. But the thing is, everyone's like, oh, it's kind of a scary thing. Well, any new tactic you use is scary, but think of it as just it's it's just marketing. You know, if you're doing a paid campaign, um, it's very similar, right? You have to sit down and be like, okay, what are my goals? You know, what do I want to achieve? What are those KPIs, key performance indicators? You know, is it to drive traffic to a website? Is it to have a webinar that people are looking at? And so you have to sit down and be like, okay, what's the audience I'm going after? What's the topic? You know, what's, and then, and then you start like distilling it down, right? So it's kind of formula, formulatic, what am I talking about? There is a formula to formulae. it and you kind of just do yeah. it, formulate, formulate. Okay. So it's like you get we down your it. goals. What's that target? What's your target audience? You know, you look at like, do you want to work with influencers? Okay. If it's influencers, what are those deliverables? So is it just like right now content's changing where content could just be a link on post, uh, excuse, excuse me, could be a LinkedIn post. That could be your content. Because LinkedIn is so powerful right now for the B2C side, of, B2B side of things. And so it could be a video and the video could be on LinkedIn or it's just, you know, a video that they put on X. But the B2B side, I tell you with X, a lot of people are not going there anymore. They're more doing um, like event stuff. But anyhow, with the plan, goals, target audience, who are your influencers, deliverables, what's your timeline? You know, what are your KPIs around this? And then, you know, you need budget. And that's the one thing is like people say, Oh, well, influencers should just be happy to work with me. Oh, I'm sorry. Unless you're like Apple, okay? Most influencers are going to say, well, I'm doing work. I need to be paid. And I think that's the one you know myth that needs to be really broken there is I've had in, uh, executives in the past that'll say, you know, this influencer should be happy to work with us. And I'm like, well, half, you know, majority of the world doesn't even know what <laughs> SAP is. And so do you think that, you know, that's a good thing for the influencer? And so just like if you're hiring you know, any consultant that's going to come help your company, or you're working with an agency to design a new ad campaign or a TV commercial, you need to have budget to pay influencers. And so it's not rocket science, but you just have to sit down and do it. And the one thing I will say is my team, I like to say that we're like that in-house influencer agency. And what we do is when a team comes to us with, we have a form they fill out and they have all these different, you know, wants and needs, we sit down and we put together a proposal based on it. And the proposal goes over a lot of different things. And we do our legwork. We look into everything. So we're like, okay, here are your goals. Here's the target audience. Here are the deliverables to make sure that we're listening to them. And then we present them. We have lookbooks on these different influencers. And, you know, for the most part, you know, teams come away and they're really happy with it. And as long as you're all on the same page of those KPIs and so is the influencer, um, then everyone's happy. And then, and then the fun part is once you get everything lined up and you get contracts signed, then you start to execute. And the execution, you know, you have to go to this person in marketing for the messaging. Maybe you have to go to this in product marketing for information on the product. 
And in influencer marketing, our team is kind of the conduit. We're the intermediate to, you know, work with the influencer and then work with the teams that want to come out with the content. I love that. A lot of people look at influencer marketing as this dark magic, but <laughs> I, I love how you break it down. It's just, it, it is just another campaign and approach it, it as is. if you're running a campaign, think about your goals, think about, and that, and the influencer marketing is the tactic that you're going to, you know, you're going to leverage. Now there's nuances to the, to the tactic itself, like any other tactic, but uh, it treated just like, you know, running a campaign. I love that. You know, one of the things that you talked about is um is people are not going to x anymore huh. and i want to talk talk to you about platforms and yep dive a little bit deeper into you know wh- where is sap finding valuable uh, wh- what kind of platforms do you find valuable right now for the programs that you're running and definitely want to touch on i mean let, let's start with x like what are you seeing changing there yeah, so starting with X, the change is, you know, I don't think I have to state the obvious, but it's a little bit polarizing. And it's a little bit polarizing. And what I mean by that is there's just a lot of hate on it. And you can see a change. And I've been a Twitter user since, gosh, I can't, 2009, 2008, seven, excuse me, not 2007, like 2009 or 10. And back then, it was all about community and being part of something and talking with people. And now when you find all this hate and it's polarizing, why would you want to be there? And then also, I mean, I hate to say it, but, you know, there's a lot of hate that comes up in the advertising. And, um, you know, when a company is advertising and they're next to a hate message, that's that's awesome. So there is, you know, proof in the data. And I'd say like X is still great for events. Events are fantastic. Anything from like, in you know in the United States when you have like the presidential debate or maybe there is a a game football game baseball game whatever people still like to follow that on Twitter or X excuse me because it is really easy it's in real time and people just know how to do that so for us I'd say that you know we have always LinkedIn has been a big uh, platform for us but it's even more emphasized now because what happens is LinkedIn people used to just think oh it's these posts but now you can have articles on it. LinkedIn also has a really cool feature where in the B2B space, if you have kind of quote unquote thought leaders within your company, or maybe they're executives that are, that could be considered thought leader, you can now do paid on their posts. And so you can take an individual and behind the scenes, LinkedIn has the mechanism to make them an influencer. And what I mean by that is it's not influential, but like a thought leader where you can put a paid media campaign on a post they have. And so it's championing the individual, right, in LinkedIn. And for the most part, LinkedIn, it's hard to set up a fake account. And don't get me wrong, they do exist. But for the most part, you take what you see up there as it's real, right? Twitter and X, who knows what you're getting? Anyone who can pay the, what is it, $9 a month for a blue check? Something like that. I don't think they check anything out of that. Yeah, it could be anyone. And so with LinkedIn, it is different. And with LinkedIn, you have to realize that you can still bring video there. And that's where it's interesting with the platforms is people will say, oh, I like the style of the TikTok video. Well, guess what? You can bring that video to LinkedIn if you want to. I'm a LinkedIn user. I'm Gen X, but I like watching that stuff. And so what we're finding is we do have influencers that are also on Instagram. And mind you, it depends on the topic, right? So you can't just be like, I'm going to be talking about ERP cloud development. No, that doesn't happen on Instagram. But when you're talking about like, hey, what's the latest, what's happening in tech or like um, developers 
or HR, there are people out there that do it and they do it quite well. And they have this really fun consumable content. And the thing that's interesting is, you know, for the most part, people think that when we do these campaigns, oh, we just let the influencer do whatever they want. Well, no, we have guidelines, we give them, but their superpower is their own authentic voice. But I'm amazed at how they are with storytelling. And this is where, when I'm talking to the college age kids, I said, if you are a storyteller, that's who I'm looking for. I need someone who can, I'm going to give them my messaging. I'm going to give them kind of information around the product. But remember, influence marketing, we're not selling the product, but just like, what's the business challenge or whatever. And I want to see what they can put together. And they are true creators. And so we've got some Instagram creators. We've got some YouTube creators. We just did a fabulous campaign in India with these three influencers, which was fantastic. And it's their excitement. It's um, We did it around a learning. So SAP, if you want to learn our whole ecosystem and maybe you're a developer, you can come and take free classes. And in this day and age where, you know, Gen Z and, you know, millennials are still trying to figure out, and even Gen X, maybe you, you have a move that you want to do career-wise. You can go back and all this stuff is available online that you can become like an SAP consultant. You become a developer. And in India, we, you know, these influencers were so enthusiastic in how they presented it. And what they did is they had their audience, they motivated them. Hey, after you take the class, share it. So we were able to see this like, you know, reciprocal kind of effect where the influencer would talk about it and then their audience would share that they completed it. And I'll just tell you this one fun fact. When we were looking at these, we call them learning journeys, where we're going to have these influencers promote, hey, come to SAP.com and take these journeys, right? And they're just classes, for lack of a better word. And our goal was around 15,000 of these journeys. We had 62,000 journeys in four months. And it's all from the influencers. We had three influencers that are just, they make really good content that their audience is like, oh, they're talking to me. They're telling me this is a free course. They're also hitting the pain points of, Hey, are you in, in a rut in your career? Do you want to try something different? And guess what? SAP is a 50-year-old company. We're not going anywhere. All of your top brands that you love could be BMW, Adidas, you know, you name it. They use our software. So guess what? You could have a job working for all these customers because you know SAP or you could work for SAP. And so you, it's kind of an interesting thing where, you know, we're seeing different platforms being used. Now, like TikTok, you know, a lot of the Instagram influencers, they will cross-pollinate and put some on TikTok. But TikTok is changing. We're still watching it. It's something that we would not put a lot on. But I think in 2024, we're going to experiment more. But it has to be the right fit. As I said before, when we were talking um, before we went live with um, our discussion today, you know, it has to be the right influencer. It has to be the right fit. And so far, we haven't, you know, hey, if you're a TikTok influencer out there, and you're in the B2B space and you're listening to this, contact me. I'd be happy to talk to you <laughs> and, and learn from you and understand things. So anyhow, I'd say LinkedIn is the big platform, YouTube also, and Instagram is right there. So those are kind of like the three platforms that we really, really work with. But then again, like, you know, Reddit, we have one of our influencers does some A-B testing on Reddit with some of his content before he publishes it um, on LinkedIn. And so... um I'd say like, you know, a lot of influencers use lots of different platforms, but LinkedIn and YouTube and Instagram are the top ones for us right now. I I find that very interesting that you talked about they use Reddit as an A-B test platform there. They can get very quick feedback on and then extrapolate that to YouTube or LinkedIn uh, where they would be spending more time on, on a piece of content. Very interesting. 
Very interesting. Yep. I mean, the, 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 the example that you gave about the journeys and, and target of 15,000 and hitting 62,000 people taking, taking the SAP courses is, is, is amazing. Are there any other examples, Ursula, that you could share about influencer marketing that you've done in the past? Oh my gosh, we've done so many things. I mean, we're right now, it's if kind you, of funny. We're if right you're now doing share our one. If, Yeah, if there was one that you were going to share, <laughs> um, which I'll share one. would you? Yeah. Okay, let's do it. Okay, I'm going to share one because it's the power of community when you're working with influencers. So a lot of times, like I just mentioned a campaign where it was three influencers. So when you bring together your whole community, we work at one time probably with around 16 to 20 influencers, right? We've got, I mean, SAP is a big business, right? But at one time, let's just say 16 influencers. And they work in different parts of the business. And so this summer, you know, AI was beginning to be a pretty hot topic, right? I mean, it is right now. It's everywhere. It's all consuming. It still is. And yes. SA, it still is. And SAP wanted to be part of this part of the discussion. And it really wasn't coming up. And so in North America, our marketing team and branding team decided to do a billboard campaign. And, you know, these are the billboards that, you know, you're driving down the highway and you see a billboard, right? But what are the biggest ones in North America? You have Times Square, right? New York Times Square, big billboard area. You also have uh, down in LA, there's a billboard. And then Atlanta. I didn't even know Atlanta had one, but Atlanta, Georgia has one. So what we did was, I'll I'll make this real short because I want to get into the influencer side of it is for 10 days, we were going to do a in real time AI campaign. And so every morning, our marketing team would look at what are the top business headlines of that day. So anything that would relate to like SAP. So it's not talking about politics. It's just what's that top business uh, trends or whatever they're seeing in the news. They would pick the top five. They would work on like, what's the actual copy for that headline. And then they would feed it into the AI and say, create an image out of it. And then what we would do is because of copyright issues, we couldn't post whatever the AI came up with, but we had a graphic designer artist then take it as inspiration and create their own image. And then that would go out on the billboards every single day for 10 days. So imagine behind the scenes, just the effort to do this, right? It's a, it's a lot of work. So what we were able to show there was like in real time, having AI as a co-pilot, Kind of like what you were talking about earlier, that you talk to it and it's helping you. It's a co-pilot to help us with this campaign. And then we'd put it on the billboards. Well, guess how then we wanted to build awareness about it. So we did a paid media campaign and that's outside of my area. So I'm just going to put it there. We did a paid media campaign, the traditional ways that you would show up, like as you're searching on Google, right? Suddenly it would come up or it's like, you know, in your search, whatever, whatever you're doing there. But then with influencers, we brought the power of all of our 16 influencers together all we wanted to do was for them to share on their channels, but in their own perspective. So we had people that were in New York City that go down to Times Square, take a photo. Same thing in Atlanta, LA. And what, or some of them would just have like the stock image that we gave them that was created by the artist and they would post it. And this was majority of it on LinkedIn, but some of it was on X and some of it was on Instagram. And so anyhow, this lasted over 10 uh, business days, created a lot of momentum and, you know, I didn't even tell you what the campaign was about, but the whole thing was be ready. Businesses need to be ready for anything. Just like this campaign, it's like in the morning, getting those five pieces of news. And this was just every morning had to be different, had to be new. And AI was wow. a co-pilot to help us create these images. And the images were crazy. They were just very interesting. And people started talking about it because they're like, wow, kind of interesting image. How did it come up with this? 
And so we got kind of twofold there is one, we built awareness about businesses need to be ready, right? That's one. Two was then, wow, SAP is being very innovative and creative by using AI in their marketing campaign. And so anyhow, we brought the, uh, the 16 influencers together two weeks. And what I can say is, let's see, let me, let me I'm gonna share this one result. I'm just going to dig it up real quick. So give me a second. We were able to generate over, I think it was 37 million impressions over the 10 days, which is fantastic. <laughs> And what I'll say is, and mind you, the engagement was off the hook. I mean, it's just like how many, I can't, several like 5,000 engagements. And that meant like people were commenting, not just liking, but commenting on it, talking about it, sharing it. And what I'll say is the paid media campaign. Remember paid media, that's like static. That's just like an image that's in your search. Maybe it's in Hulu, maybe, you know, because it's, it's, we have these media buys all over, right? Of course. They paid five times the amount that we paid for our influencers and we had better results. And so I want to just sit on that for a second because the reason I think the results were better, and mind you, this kind of takes us back to our AI discussion with avatars and stuff. People like to engage with each other. Who's going to engage with like the SAP LinkedIn account that is posting a static image of this billboard? It's just just the company posting it. If you have a person that maybe is an AI data scientist that you follow and they're posting this and they're talking how cool it is and blah, blah, blah. You might engage with it and say, Hey, Kate, wow, that's really cool. Tell me more about this. And then there's the engagement starts and then someone else sees it and starts to talk about it. I really feel in like the B2B space, you get people like the influencers, they're more engaged with each other. Like the people that follow them, they follow them because they're a trusted voice and they want to talk about it. And so, yes, we did better than the paid media, and we only cost a fifth of what the paid media cost. And so that was an eye-opener to our executive team that like, oh my gosh, this is like serious, like kind of a cool thing to compare. So, so anyhow, that, that was kind of- I love that. You know, one of, one of the examples that we did this year, and it was a very fun campaign. And all I can say is like, it's the power of your community of influencers bringing them together. And- one other thing I'll add to that, a lot of these influencers, they didn't know each other before this year started. We were the ones that brought them together. And that's part of the fun part is, I shouldn't say all of these. We have about five new influencers because of AI and data. That's, we, we have very new people because of that. But then we have our you know regular people that we've worked with for a while. But my point is, a lot of them didn't know each other. And then we brought them together. And then they start collaborating together. And so that's the part I love is, it's not just like, oh, these people are going to benefit SAP. I want them to benefit each other. And we had a group of like five of them were these women that now they meet virtually once a week. They talk to each other. They're talking about maybe rolling off and doing like a side hustle together. Maybe it's a podcast, maybe a video series. And that's the fun part. It's community. It's bringing together like-minded people and you never know where it's going to go. And so anyhow, that's an example that's of one of the campaigns we did. And Yeah. That's a great, that's a great share. I, I, I love that. I love the, you know, obviously the, the, the creativity of it, the, the element of influencer, but also the integrated motion of it, of, uh, even though, you know, the, the, the there was five times the, the results, sorry, the, the investment was, uh, five times less than, than paid, but having all these elements fully orchestrated with one another, uh, sounds, sounds absolutely impressive. So thanks, thanks for sharing that, yeah. first of all. struggling with your campaigns? Maybe they're not performing as well as you thought they would. 
Well, luckily for you, the team at Xgrowth have nailed the art of account-based marketing. So if you'd like to know more about how you can hop on the ABM train, book a free consultation with the account-based marketing experts at Xgrowth to help you get started with your ABM journey today. Let's do yeah. some rapid fire questions before we wrap up. Let's do it. Let's make it happen. I got the first question come right up. First one is, what is one resource? This could be a book, a blog, a podcast, whatever it is that you've recently come across that you'd recommend to other people to check out. So I'm going to mention a couple things. And I hope your listeners out there like other podcasts, right? I'm a big podcast listener. And I happened to be down in Sydney, Australia, back in, when was it? In May. And I ended up meeting up with a friend there who actually works for Microsoft down there. And we were sharing podcasts. And so I shared with her a couple she shared with me. And I just thought I would bring that up because I think these are great so one is called Morning Brew. And Morning Brew, it's a daily show. I think the guys come in at like 4 a.m. East Coast. And so it is more North America centric. But my friend down in Australia, she's like, I listen to that because I want to keep up with what's happening in the United States. And so what they do every morning is they pick like five or six main topics. Of course, they'll address anything that's hot and new. But they'll talk about just, it's these two guys and they just riff off each other. It's very fun. And they just talk about what's happening. So that was one that she shared. And then one that I love, I'm just going to put it out there. I love listening to Kara Swisher and uh, Scott Galloway, and they host a podcast called Pivot. And Pivot is um, twice a week. It's on, what is it, Tuesday, Friday? I can't remember what it is. And I just, you know, if you want to be informed on what's happening, one of them might be a little bit more conservative, one that's more liberal, but it's it kind of just works. And they talk about the hottest topics of whatever's going on in tech, because Kara Swisher she, of course, is known for Decode, this conference that happened for years. She used to be with the New York Times. Um, she's a well-respected tech journalist. Sure, and um, and anyhow, it's it's fascinating just listening to them and just being up to date because everything changes. And sometimes I'm like, wow, the podcast is a day late because all this has happened. But those are the two things that I just say like, your listeners, find stuff that'll educate you. Find stuff that will keep you learning. Find something like if it's a book, movies, whatever it is. But podcasts for me are just, I love it. I uh, When I go outside of work and I go for a hike, I'm always listening to a podcast. If I'm by myself on a bike, I'll listen to a podcast um, because my mind keeps wanting to learn. And I hope your audience, um, that's why they're tuning in, right? To learn about B2B marketing. Thank you for that share. And I feel like you've kind of uh, touched on the next question, which which I was going to ask, what would, if you, if you were going to give one advice to B2B marketers, what would it be? Try influencer marketing. At least try it. Um, I, I, <laughs> when I was down this this summer, I was in Singapore, and as I mentioned, I was also in um, Australia. And in the B two B space, there's a good understanding of B two B marketing, but when it comes to influencers, no one quite knows how to do it. And then when I start talking about it and I show them examples, they're like, "Oh my gosh, I should do this!" And I'm like, "Yes, you should." And here's the thing: is don't ever expect you're going to be perfect. I mean, look at your own marketing campaigns you do. There's sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. Same thing with influencer marketing. And I will guarantee you will fail at some point, but don't look at it as a failure. It's a lesson learned. You go, wow. You know, we, I was, when I was teaching that class last week, they wanted to see examples. I showed them a failure. I showed them where we had this one influencer who she was awesome in all these interviews that she does with people. And then she did an interview with one of our executives and it was a dud. It just, it wasn't the right setting. We were using our videographer, not hers. The executive wasn't as prepped. Things happen. But if you don't try, you'll never know. 
And so there's easy stepping stones. You know, I do consulting on the side. So if anyone, you know, wants to advice on how to get started, happy to help. But you just need to push the damn button and try it. Just do it. I love it. <laughs> Third question is, uh, who are the some of the influencers that you follow in the influencer marketing space? Oh, my gosh. Who are the influencers that I follow? Uh, it, I follow so many influencers. I'm trying to think who's like the... The big one that I really, really, I didn't say big one. Let me, let me give you her handle here. Hold on. Cause I, I think she's great. So on Instagram, I love tick, excuse me, Tiff in tech. So it's like Tiffany, T-I-F-F-I-N-T-E-K. T. Oh my gosh. Sorry. I'm not spelling this correctly. T-I-F-F-I-N-T-E-C-H. So Tiff in tech. Okay. I just like her content. She's relatable, really cool. Really like watching what she's doing. Full disclosure, we have worked with her, but she's like that up and coming, like she's like a developer, but then can share stories very easily about tech. But that's, that's one. I'll just put that one out there. And she's on Instagram, right? She has a bigger presence on Instagram, but she's getting a bigger one on LinkedIn right now. Amazing. Amazing. Last thing, last thing. What is something that excites you about B2B today? The opportunity. <laughs> and, and I'd say that that's the one thing is, B2C, you know, everyone's been there, done that, done everything. But B2B, you're able to experiment. You're able to try something new. And that's why I encourage people, you know, you, you know, in your region, you might be like, gosh, we've never thought of influencers. Try it, right? And that's why there's opportunity. And even for what I'm doing, um, you know, as we discussed earlier with AI, maybe we're going to come out with an AI influencer mascot. I don't know. And so that's why I always read, watch, and listen, keep active, and be able to pivot. Because there's always opportunity to do something different and innovative. Ursula, this has been a very awesome conversation. I've taken <laughs> heaps of notes from, from our chat. I have a bunch of stuff that I'm going to be checking out. And, and to be honest, you've, you've uh, made me look at influencer marketing in the video space from a different angle, especially with, with some of the initial questions that you were asking. I think it was, it was absolutely fantastic. So I just want to say thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Yeah, Sheen, thank you for having me anytime. Today's episode of Growth Colony was produced by Alexander Hipwell and Liza Maywald. It was edited by Dave Semedo with additional editing by Liza Maywald and music arrangement by Alexander and Liza. Special thanks to Tina Wabe. We couldn't make the show without you. Growth Colony is hosted by Shaheen Hoda, Director of Growth at Xgrowth. If you enjoy the podcast, please subscribe and give us a rating on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Do you think you'd be a great guest or just keen for a chat? Send through an email at podcast at xgrowth.com.au. That's podcast at xgrowth.com.au. That's all for now. We'll catch you next week right here on Growth Colony. <laughs>